Buccaneers in Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to win this game. I think the Buccaneers are going to keep it close, though. Spreads by nine and a half. I think the Bucs keep this within a touchdown. I like their defense, and I don't trust Buffalo's offense. We'll get to them in a little bit here right before the game kicks off, but I don't trust Buffalo's offense to be putting up a big number, especially since they've been struggling a lot with consistency, and that is a stingy, tough Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. We'll keep you updated, though, all night on Thursday Night Football, as well as Damian Lillard's debut right now at the Bucs as the Bucs lead the Sixers 26-19 Two minutes to go in the first quarter. All righty. For those fans, hopefully you are still here of the Zach Gallup Show. You know for a while, Zach loves to call me Ryan Hickey, Hot Take Hickey. Hot Take Hickey. Thank you. Hot Take Hickey. I don't know about that Hot Take Hickey. A lot more drops than I thought there. Wow. Geez, that nickname, unfortunately, caught on more than it should have. So, you know the nickname, apparently, allegedly, some takes I have given on this exact network could have been considered hot. I don't think so. They're takes I believe in, I stand by. Are they different? Yes. Are they hot takes? No. But that is where I call upon my tremendous producer, Carlos Ortiz. Carlos with a K, by the way. Get that right. And ask him, a neutral observer, a man of the people, if you will, who has his ear to the ground, are these takes truly hot? Or are they smart? It's time for Hot or Not. Nice. Set in the mood, Carlos. I like this. little Family Feud-esque. Now, you say Hot or Not to Steve Harvey, you may think it's a different game. Maybe not be signed up for this kind of game. There's a lot of ladies that are immediately just go Hot or Hot. <laughs> yeah, Steve Harvey liked that one. Okay. Hot or Not is this... Man of the people, Carlos Ortiz, a hot take. Number one, we just talked about a lot last hour, so I want to get your thoughts on this, Carlos. If Michigan is found to have been cheating and guilty of illegal sign stealing, should they, or I guess I'll say the take, you tell me the title or not, they should not be allowed to compete for the national title this year. Hot take or not? What are we, th- what are we saying here? Heat advisory. I think it is a it's a warm take because I like it. I'm with you. I, I think Michigan shouldn't be able to allow uh, shouldn't be able to, to go to another postseason if they get banged for using uh, advanced scouting. They had a Marine Corps captain do all this, which is crazy to me. He was on the payroll as one of the uh, assistant to the assistant regional manager guys. <laughs> uh, I'm, I think a lot of people are downplaying this. Uh, this you are so on the right in terms of what the NCAA needs to do and not drag their feet, get to a conclusion of this ASAP, because the worst thing that we can do is get an asterisk at the end of the season. If Michigan goes on to win and then they retroactively, the NCAA say, hey, by the way, they were cheating. They shouldn't have done it. Vacate the wins. No, that's dumb, because I know Reggie Bush won a Heisman. I don't want to see an asterisk. Let's be preemptive. I'm with you. I don't think it's a scorching hot take because it's not outlandish. I'm just going to say warm because I know some people are going to push back on you. Also, and you being a fellow military man, I mean, there's no, if you are going to run this cheating ring, you you got to have a military man running this. I feel like that's the best person to employ, right? Yeah, I'm just, I'm actually upset at, uh, what's his name, Connor Stallions, I believe is his name. What? A, yes. First of all, what a great name. Great. Connor Stallions does sound like a military man. Yeah, he got into man. the wrong business. He should have done something else with that, but, uh, I'm just upset that he got caught. 
because now you're making the rest of us look bad. Like you, you're, you know, any schmuck can go get caught. A Marine Corps, you know, a, a, a an Army Ranger, uh, a, a Navy SEAL, you don't get caught. You execute the mission and you fade into the mist. Connor, what a bad job, man. That's a good point. That is a. I was gonna give him a break because that's like, ah, who really is gonna like think you're gonna get away? Like, who actually is gonna think like you're doing this? You are right. That's that is part of the military way. Uh, not have your tracks traced. Get in there, get out. Not even anyone knows you're there. Good yeah. Point. So James Franklin, if you're listening, man, I'm available. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, Penn State could use you, Carlos. If you can decipher signals. We'll take you to Columbus next year. And maybe finally have a chance to beat Ohio State. Okay. So we're saying warm take that Michigan yep. should not be allowed to compete for the national title if found guilty of cheating. How about this? Let's go to the NFL. Let's talk about a team that's about to get their week eight underway, the Buffalo Bills. For me, after the loss to the Patriots on Sunday to fall to four and three, the Bills to me are not a Super Bowl contender. Anytime the rest of the season we talk about teams that can win the Super Bowl, the Bills are off. They to me are on offense specifically. I compare their offense, Carlos, to a fire drill. It's just chaos. The ball is snapped. Guys are running at Josh Allen left and right. He's dodging them, brushing them off, running, pointing, trying to heave the ball down the field. Sometimes it works, and you get a big, nice completion to Stephon Diggs or Gabe Davis. But you can't be a legitimate Super Bowl contender when your offensive success is reliant on these broken plays and fire drill-esque plays that happen way more than they should. There's no offensive structure. You saw it come to fruition against the Patriots. Bills, to me, out as Super Bowl contenders. Where is that rank on the hot take scale? That's all you got? I don't think this is a hot wow, take at all, Wow, okay. You know what proved it to me? Ooh. I am a Giants fan, and I sat there and I watched all 60 miserable minutes of the Giants and the Bills. The Giants gave that game away, and the Giants stink. I didn't want them to win it, so I'm glad that they lost, huh. and then they went ahead and messed it up and beat the Commanders anyway, so there goes Caleb Williams for us. But the Bills, dude, how many excuses are we going to make for Josh Allen and the Bills? I'll go one step further, Hickey. Everyone loves to smash the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Dude, Dak and Josh Allen, their numbers are not that far off from each other. But we give countless excuses to Josh Allen, and we kill Dak Prescott week in and week out. Dude, I, the Bills are not that good in a wide-open AFC because the Chiefs are come, slowly coming back down to oh, earth. Yeah. The Bills are not world beaters. The Bills lost to the Jets under, behind Zach Wilson. The Bills are a fugazi team. Bills lost the Jets, should have lost the Giants, and lost the Patriots. Giants and Pats, two of the worst teams in the NFL. Jets don't have an offense or a quarterback, one of the worst offenses in the NFL. It's bad. Now, let me ask this, really, because I kind of went through this last year as a Colts fan at them at the end of the season, wanting them to lose every game. So, with the Giants, you obviously went into the game wanting them to lose to the Bills. Obviously, it plays out the final drive. You have the um, penalty or the or lack thereof, and then the, the should have been flag, but no flag on Darren yeah. Waller. Were you like, were you like, what was your emotions like? I was like? furious because you know what? At, when, in the fourth quarter, in my emotions, you know, my fandom returns to me. I'm like, all right, no, I'm all in. I want the Giants to win. The no call, that play was worse than the one that they called previously. I would have actually been okay if they didn't call the first one. But they, the refs have just been atrocious. So, yeah, I, I said a lot of things I can't say on air, and I kicked the table. So, you were upset. Okay. Oh, so, you know, you want to see, I was in the same ballpark. The reason why I asked, because last year I wanted the Colts to tank with Jeff Saturday. And I went into the Vikings game thinking they're going to lose. I hope they lose. 
They race out to a 33-0 lead. And I'm like, well, I have no choice but to root for them to win because I don't want them making history here. Like, that's embarrassing. You blow a 33-0 halftime lead. I'm not living with that. And so I went into the game saying lose, lose, lose. All of a sudden in the fourth quarter, sweating. I'm like, you can't lose this game. Obviously, we know they didn't. So my emotions changed because I don't want to lose in an embarrassing fashion. I was curious if yours did change with That's that. That's because we're real fans. Goal line stand. Real fans. Damn it. Real fans. You're right about that. Let's go back to college football, Carlos. The first college football playoff rankings come out on Tuesday. Don't go anywhere 20 minutes, not even 10 minutes from now. I'll give you what the committee should have the first four look like 20 minutes from now. But with that said, um, the college football playoff rankings do come out on Tuesday. I think the number one team in the country should be on Tuesday, Ohio State. They beat number nine, Notre Dame, on the road. They beat just Penn State at home. No one else has two top ten victories on their resume. They don't look pretty. I'm not even going to tell you they're going to beat Michigan or even make the college football playoff. But right now, these rankings about what you've done through the first nine weeks of the season. I don't think there's a team with a better resume than Ohio State right now. Even though they've not looked like the most dominant team in college football, their resume is the best. I would put Ohio State number one. Where are we ranking down the hot take scale? Swing and a miss. Oh, come on. Wait, in terms of what? It's not hot at all. Oh, okay. I'm with you. Georgia does not scare me one bit. No. So I'm all in on Ohio State one. Right now, they got the best resume, and they can continue to pad that resume because once they take on Michigan, That'll be for all the marbles, so I'm all in on Ohio State and Michigan. Ohio State wins that. They're the best team in the country. It is Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio and Carlos Ortiz playing a little game of hot or not. Is this a hot take or not based off the nickname some of you have lovingly given me and Zach of hot take Hickey? All right, let's go to the NBA really fast now that it's tipped off this week. I think when you look at teams that can win a championship this year in the NBA, I think there are four. The only one out of the West, though, I think, that could win it is the Nuggets. So I think out of the Western Conference, just one team I can picture winning the title, that's the Denver Nuggets. Hot take or not, what are we thinking here, Carlos? Wow, that's spicy. That's a pretty hot take, man. You 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 have the Nuggets versus the field? Like, you think the Nuggets are that head and shoulders above everybody else? In the West, yes. I like the Suns. I don't like their depth. They, they added Bradley Beal. They didn't need Bradley Beal. They needed better bench players and better contributors outside of their main two guys. They didn't get that. Clippers always hurt. Lakers, too old, too inconsistent. Uh, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head here. Sorry. Um, other contenders. Kings, I like. Kings, I like. They're not at a championship level just yet. I want to yeah, see them win like a playoff series for well. But like they are climbing, but not there yet. Um, wow. Uh, the Grizzlies frauds in the playoffs. I'm trying to go through any team that's out there. Like, I just don't see another team that could take down Denver right now. Who'd be your team? Listen, I'm not. I, or how I many like, teams? I like I the say. Nuggets as the favorite, but I don't think they're clear cut over everybody else. I'm still going to respect the Warriors. Okay. I mean, I would love I to see how them. the Chris Paul experiment's going to pan out there uh, when Draymond comes back. You know, we'll see what happens with the Warriors, but you know, they're not going to be an easy out. Uh, Listen, do I want to disrespect the Lakers and bury them with a golden shovel? Yes. Will I? No. The Lakers are still the Lakers. I firmly believe they're going to make another move sometime in the season. So the Lakers are going to be there. And have we just completely disregarded the Mavericks? I think the Mavericks yes. are going to be on the swing up. I, I, Two I'm, words. I'm not, Kyrie I know Irving. Kyrie Irving. I get it. Listen, he's think whatever you want to think of him philosophically on a basketball court. 
I will take that dude. He's got handles like Pistol Pete. Uh, so I love me some Kyrie on the field, but you can take everything off the field. I don't think the Nuggets are that far ahead of everybody else, but I do like them, and I'll put some respect on their name. All right, so we got four takes out there so far. Nuggets, the only uh, title contender in the West. Ohio State, the number one team in the country when the college football playoff rankings do come out on Tuesday. Bills, not Super Bowl contenders, and Michigan should be banned from the college football playoff if found guilty of cheating. The hottest one, Carlos has said, as he is the judge here, has been the Nuggets right now, the only team that can come out of the West. We got two more. Two more to run by the hot take meter that is Carlos Ortiz. Bill Belichick, it came out in the news that he got a contract extension in the offseason that just came out. We were just finding out over the weekend before week number seven kicked off. I still think, even with the news of the contract extension coming down, I still think at the end of the year, Bill Belichick is getting fired. I view that contract extension as a golden parachute where it's Robert Kraft saying, you know what? I'll give you the extension in the offseason. I'm not really sure how this year's going to go, but if it goes badly and I got to fire you, at least, Bill, in a way, we're thanking you for all the good you've done by stuffing your pockets as you walk out the door. I mean, look, Bill's not poor. He doesn't need the money, but you're not leaving empty-handed. That's how I look at that contract extension, not as more of job security, as more of a golden parachute if things go bad. I know they beat the Bills, but they're 2-5. and five. They stink. I don't think they're going to get much better. That, to me, still looks like when we're talking about Bill Belichick's future, I still think at the end of the year, he'll be fired. Sizzling hot. What a difference one week makes, man. If you would have asked me this last week, really, I would have been all there with you. I'm like, Bill is absolutely donezo. He's a terrible personnel evaluator. I know Zach likes to defend him because that's his guy. Bill's not a good GM. All right, he can draft linebackers and cornerbacks. Cool, but he's whiffed on so many first-round picks. Pierre Strong's not even on the team anymore. Nikhil oh. Harry's not even on the team anymore. But beating the Bills... Now you get a long leash. I think his job is safe for at least another year. So for me, it's a sizzling hot take. One win. The Buffalo win just got Bill Belichick if a full year. If he would have beat the Panthers, I would have been like, all right, this is a nothing burger. You beat the Bills. Now we both think that the Bills are frauds. But at going into the game, the spread in that game was like, 12 and a half. I picked the Bills in my survivor pool. So another reason why I hate them. Oh, they is, were folks. not supposed to win. We have found out. They were not supposed to win. The Patriots were supposed to lose and lose handily. Bill does it again. Man, I wish he, I wish I worked for you. One good minute on the radio. Oh, okay, here's a here's a 10-year extension. You're going nowhere. That minute on the air has bought you a lot of time. Wow, okay. So one win has bought Bill at least the 2024 season if Carlos Ortiz was, in fact, Robert Kraft and owner of the Patriots. Final hot take. I want to roll by here, and that is this. We start the show off with this topic. Brock Purdy's status for Sunday's in question with a concussion. If he cannot play and Sam Darnold plays and plays well, I don't think Brock Purdy is getting his job back. Kyle Shanahan is someone who rides a hot hand. Forget about your preconceived notions with Sam Darnold before. It is very easy to have success as the 49ers quarterback. You got a great offensive line, a great run game, great pass game, tremendous head coach calling the plays and putting you in a position to succeed. It is hard to fail, basically impossible to fail. If and when Sam Darnold comes in and plays well, we have seen Kyle Shanahan go with whoever's playing well and forget about the past. He moved past Jimmy Garoppolo, who got him to a Super Bowl, 
he moved past Trey Lance, who he took third overall and only started four games in favor of Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy played well down the stretch and was like the, the newest shiny thing. You have Sam Darnold play well against the Bengals on Sunday. Brock, I hope the bench is comfy, buddy. You're not moving from it. Carlos, what we got? Heat advisory. I don't hate the take, but I don't absolutely love it either. So to me, it's a bit of a lukewarm take because at some point, John Lynch has got to have a conversation with Kyle Shanahan. You can't keep running quarterbacks in and out of this system. Now I get it. You're the offensive guru. You know better than me. And he can seem to coach anybody. But you just traded up to get Trey Lance, and then you dump him almost right after that. I cannot imagine the ghost of Sam Darnold going to Wally Pip, Brock Purdy here. After just two down games and coming back from injury, I'm good. I saw I saw Sam in Carolina. I saw everything that I needed to see. The kid is, eh, I wish him good luck as a backup quarterback. He's not going to be a viable starter going forward. All right, so Brock Purdy not getting his job back. Bill Belichick getting fired at the end of the year. Nuggets, the only NBA team that could win a title in the West. Ohio State, number one team in the country when the college football playoff rankings come out next Tuesday. Bills, not a Super Bowl contender. Michigan, not allowed to compete for a national title if found guilty of cheating. Six takes, Carlos. Of the six, which do you deem the hottest? The hottest one for me was Bill Belichick getting fired. Okay. It's, again, amazing what one we can do for you. Amazing when you when you go against Bill in the survivor pool, how he still finds a way to get you. All right, I respect it. I love it. Thank you, Carlos Ortiz, for being our hot take meter right there. All right, when we return, I, I lied before. We'll do college football playoff uh rankings predictions in 20 minutes from now. When we do return here, Sun uh, I was gonna say Sunday football. Geez, racing ahead here. Thursday night football, Buccaneers Bills is underway. Scoreless right now. We're 30 seconds into the game. Bucks got the ball first. I want to talk about there's one thing I want to see from Buffalo. I don't even care if Buffalo wins this game on the scoreboard. If I see one thing from them in this game, I'll consider this game a success for the Bills. I'll tell you what it is when we return. It's Ryan Hickey. Where else? But CBS Sports Radio. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. The Buccaneers got the ball first, had to punt. We are now in commercial break on Thursday night football. Bills about to get the ball here. First possession of the game, 0-0 up in Orchard Park. This is the one thing I want to see from the Bills. Again, you don't even need to get a win on the scoreboard for this to still feel good going forward here. But the one thing I need to see from Buffalo in this game is structure on offense. Is running a passing attack that's on time and on schedule. Too many times this year, but even in previous years, their best offense is basically backyard football running around, trying to make plays, and you cannot build a sustainable or have a sustainable offense and expect to have success playing backyard football. And if we don't see that from Buffalo tonight, if it's another, if the Bills offense picks up where they left off uh, against the Patriots, where it's Josh Allen running around, fire drill offense, where it's just chaos, throwing the ball deep, sometimes connecting, but most times not, and it's a hit-or-miss offense, we got to start having conversations here and start questioning if the Bills are going to make the playoffs. They right now are 4-3. and three. You look at their schedule going forward. Again, 4-3, and three, by the way, with losses to a Jets team with no offense, Patriots, one of the worst teams in the NFL, 
nearly lost to the Giants. Arguably, if the referees made the right call, should have lost to the Giants. One of the worst teams in the NFL. And you look at their schedule at 4-3 and three going forward here. They still have on their schedule Bengals, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Dolphins. At 4-3, and three, if you don't pick up this offense, if there is not more rhythm, not more of an offensive system to this, to what we're seeing here, are you beating the Eagles? Are you outscoring the Eagles by basically running around and having Josh Allen throw the ball up and hope to have a completion? Are you beating the Chiefs with a chaotic offense? Are you beating the Bengals even? With, even with how bad the Bengals have been so far this year. Are you beating Joe Burrow and the Bengals in their house with a scramble, fire drill kind of offense? You are not. You are absolutely not. That's what we saw a lot in New England. That's what, we, what we've been seeing a lot this season. And a large part of the blame has to go on their offensive line. Look, I'm not the biggest Josh Allen supporter, so I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend he's blameless. He's not. But this is a guy whose offensive line has not given him a lot of time. And anytime you see him drop back, I just saw it again. Drop back, all of a sudden, a free rusher off the edge, and he's forced to kind of start to move around the pocket and scramble out. If your quarterback constantly gets the ball, one second, two steps back, all of a sudden now has a free rusher in his face or has pressure and has to roll out of the pocket left or right every single time, how do you expect to run a competent offense and have success when it's only a scramble drill more times than not? Like last week, Josh Allen was pressured on his dropbacks against the Patriots 41% of the time. Almost half the dropbacks he had, pressure in his face, had to get the ball out early or had to evade the rush. Scrambling left, scrambling right. Again, that is that is not a, a playoff or Super Bowl caliber offense. Even with how well Josh Allen has played and his ability to scramble and throw out of the pocket, you still can't expect a consistent offense when your offense is literally drop back, run around, and make a play. That doesn't work in the NFL. Johnny Manziel tried that. Had to work out for him. Not very well. You're seeing that more and more this year, especially with the Bills, and it's a problem. It's a big problem, and their offensive line is a big reason for it. They're not getting enough blame. I think they are overrated and should absolutely get more blame right now for their lack of blocking than they do. And that's also part of the reason why the Bills don't run the ball. They try to run the ball with running backs. Part of the reason why they don't do it often is because they can't. You run into a line and fall down. The running game is a waste. And again, that only puts more pressure on Josh Allen when defenses kind of know Oh, well, you know, more times than not, he's going to pass the ball. So we can really ignore the run a little bit and more focus on the pass and try to double-team Stephon Diggs and eliminate Gabe Davis and try to have a, you know, put a spy on Josh Allen. The defense's job is so much easier. And especially as you get past Thanksgiving, as you play great teams on their schedule, which, again, remaining the Bills, like the Bills struggle with the Jets, the Giants, and the Patriots. You still have the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Cowboys, who are postseason frauds, but regular season heroes, that's no easy game. You got the Dolphins at in Miami, which has been a house of horrors for Buffalo of late as well. You're in big trouble here if you're Buffalo trying to forget about be a Super Bowl contender, which you're not. Compete for the playoffs if your offense is drop back, Josh Allen, run around, and make a play. 
Good defenses take that away. We saw last year in the playoffs against the Bengals. Bill's offense was terrible. Why? Because it was a scramble drill. It was a fire drill. Josh Allen getting pressured, running around, heaving it deep, trying to organize chaos. Can't do it. Good defenses take away what you do well, and that scramble style of offense isn't sustainable when you're going against high-level defenses in the playoffs and even at the end of the regular season with, with the way this Bills schedule is set up. So that's what I want to see from Buffalo tonight here. They're moving the ball down the field, but in terms of even, forget about point total, forget about yardage total. If this offense can stay on task, and they can have some structure to the passing game, if Josh Allen can get the snap, drop back, make his first read, make his second read, throw the ball in the pocket more times than not, to me, that's a win for Buffalo. Because they've not been able to do that at a very consistent rate this season. That's part of the reason why right now they are 4-3. and three. That's the biggest reason why, to me, they are not Super Bowl contenders. And if it doesn't fix fast, say goodbye to the playoffs. This AFC is too good to have this sputtering Bills offense think they're going to compete when they are barely getting past the Giants, can't outscore the Jets with Zach Wilson, and get outscored by Mac Jones and that inept Patriots offense. Offenses are only getting better on Buffalo's schedule. You are not competing and not winning a lot of games. If we see the offense that we saw through the first seven weeks of Buffalo continue to happen in week eight and beyond. Okay. We have a score in the Buffalo game. I'm not going to give it to you because we guess what? We got the best in the business to deliver all the news, all the scores. I am literally getting a hug right now from Rich Ackerman because I am being so nice to him. Even though he's not very nice to me, but that's okay. We, we digress. Maybe I'll change. Maybe you'll, you know what? Maybe more compliments your way. Maybe once in a while we'll get a bone the other way. Maybe. Maybe. But Ack will give you the scores. And when we return here, the college football playoff committee rankings are coming out on Tuesday. I'll tell you what the first four should look like when we return. It's Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio. But here he is, the man who is about to give me a hug. Very nice act by Rich Ackerman for the latest CBS Sports Radio update. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. You want to hear a funny story with this song specifically, Carlos? Heads or Roll, A-Track Remix. This is my favorite song ever. Favorite song ever. In college, this shows you how much of a loser I am. I am. One Saturday night, like, we were just hanging out, whatever, at our uh, at our apartment. Like, my roommates, like, were in their room or even out or whatever, or just me in the living room. I am blasting this song in our living room, just going, dancing like a crazy man. It's just me. The, like... Our apartment, like, not police, but, like, you know, the people who are the quote-unquote police, if you will, but not the actual police, showed up because someone called for a noise complaint at our apartment. Nice. They knock on the door. I open it, and they're, like, bewildered. Like, what do you, like, they thought it was a party. Like, there's, like, 100 people in our apartment, like, <laughs> and they're, like, looking around, like, is there anyone here? Like, no, it's just me. It's like, can you lower the music down? Well, Sorry. So I got almost got a noise violation by myself dancing to this song in my college apartment um, like a loser on a Saturday night instead no, of partying you know at the No, exactly press. what it was uh, because this is one of those penultimate party songs. Remember that movie? Was it uh, was Project X? Project X. That's where I learned the song from. That's where it was a big hit. So the campus police or whoever the game, they swung by immediately expecting to see like 300 people jump out of your doors and windows. And they open the door and they just see you and like, why are you playing this? So I'm sure that that's why they were Fair. confused. 
Yeah, there's been, I'm sure, a lot of things said. What a loser this guy is, dancing to himself. No one else could join you. Great song. We're over here fist bumping. It's just me and you against Thursday Night Football. So you're not a loser at all. I am ready to run through a wall after that. Uh, Buccaneers just had a field goal blocked. It is 3-0 right now, four minutes to go in the first quarter. Not great right now for the Buccaneers offense. Can't get a whole lot going. They've moved the ball a little bit, but also because of flags uh, as well. Big pass interference call 20 yards on the field helped him. Move the ball a little bit in the field goal range, but it's been uh, ugly so far for Tampa Bay. Again, three nothing Bills over the Bucks four minutes ago in the first quarter. Speaking of that game, as a reminder, stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions do apply. Okay, here's what I'm going to try to do. Predict the predictions. Actually, not really. I'm not I'm not predicting predictions. That was stupid. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to predict the polls. That's what I should have said. Holy cow. English is easy. The college football playoff Rankings by the College Football Playoff Committee come out on Tuesday, Halloween, our first batch to get an idea of what the committee is thinking. They are going to use, so far, the first nine weeks of the season to come up with their rankings and rank teams how they see fit. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use this weekend's results as well. I'm going to give you a few win-loss here predictions and tell you what to expect to see on your TV screen on Tuesday night, about 7.25 p.m. Eastern, when these uh, rankings are released. Here's what the top four should look like. Ohio State 1, Washington 2, Oklahoma 3, and Michigan 4. Again, remember, this is not just taking what the AP poll has done through the first eight weeks and then use that to apply to what you see this weekend and then adjust therefore. This is a summation of the first nine weeks of the season, including this upcoming weekend in college football. That's what these rankings are going to be based on. And when you look at so far through the first nine weeks in the cumulative, Ohio State by far should be number one because they have the best resume of any team in college football. Number nine, uh, Notre Dame on the road, they beat them. Number seven, Penn State comes to their house, they beat them. No other team has two, two massive wins like that on their resume so far through the first nine weeks of the season. And that's why for me, even though they've not looked pretty, I still don't think Ohio State is going to beat Michigan. I don't think right now Ohio State will be one of the four teams when it's all said and done in December. But right now, through the first nine weeks of the season, they have earned it. They are battle-tested. No one has put themselves through the gauntlet and come out unscathed the way the Buckeyes have. So they, to me, are the best team in the country. They should be the number one ranked team when the college football playoff committee's rankings come out on Tuesday. Number two should be Washington. Tremendous win over Oregon. Top 10 win at home. So that's already a nice resume boost as well. Even though they don't have another impressive win, their offense has been impressive all season long for the most part. They've been unstoppable outside of really one game. 
Michael Penix Jr. right now is leading the league in passing yards. The Huskies have the deepest wide receiver room in the country. And they play Stanford this weekend. Look, they barely just got past Arizona State 15-7. Again, after you, you're paying 36 on Oregon and you are a high-flying offense, they really struggled against Arizona State. I think they have a big bounce-back effort, though, against Stanford and show you, look, it's college football. It's 18- and 22-year-old kids. They lay, an egg, so they, they lay an egg, I should say, sometimes. Easy for me to say. It happens. So I think that's what you'll see and a nice bounce-back effort here against the Cardinal. I think Washington whacks them, puts up a big number here, and they are number two in the college football playoff committee rankings. Number three is Oklahoma. Tremendous win over Texas. So, again, you're kind of starting to see a pattern here. You need to have a big win so far on your resume. Ohio State has two. Washington has one. Now Oklahoma has one as well. And the defense has been the story. A massive improvement for them so far this season. Being one of the worst in the league last year. Now being one of the best in the league this year um, as well. Dylan Gabriel has been very good. The passing attack has been lethal. There's no one really on their schedule the rest of the year that should scare you. They should be Texas, I think, in a rematch, especially if Quinn Ewers is still banged up. And he's not going to play this week at least. But Oklahoma, with that win over Texas, again, unblemished right now so far. They, to me, should be the third-ranked team in the country. And fourth is Michigan. Now, this is what I'll say. Even though I have said multiple times, Michigan should not be in the college football playoff if they are proven guilty of cheating. They have not been proven guilty of cheating just yet. There are accusations. There are allegations. No actual guilt just yet. So, Michigan is innocent until proven guilty. That's right for me. They're still in the top four. And they've not played anybody. They don't have a marquee win. They don't have even a, a decent win. But with that said, what they have done better than anyone else this year, they have slaughtered everybody. They have not laid an egg. Oklahoma laid an egg last week against UCF, almost lost. I just told you before about Washington almost lost. Arizona State scored 15 points. Michigan, even though they've not played anybody, they have beaten to a pulp everyone they have played. Their average margin of victory so far, 34.7 points per game. They are winning, on average, by five touchdowns a game. Again, you're playing Minnesota. Stinks. You're playing Maryland. Overrated. You're playing Indiana. Awful. You're playing Northwestern. Terrible. You're playing Bowling Green. Yuck. To their credit, they are taking care of business. They have not really had a hiccup yet so far. That's why, for me, even though they've not played anybody, they are extremely balanced. They are very well-rounded offensively and defensively. They are fourth. And again, the biggest thing for them is, with this scandal hanging over their head, they are innocent right now until proven guilty. It's on the NCAA to figure this case out, innocent or guilty, and they got to do it before the final rankings come out. On December 3rd, but right now, innocent until proven guilty, Michigan is at four. So the committee, the college football playoff committee's rankings are coming out on Tuesday. This is what you should expect to see on your TV screens Tuesday night. Ohio State 1, Washington 2, Oklahoma 3, Michigan 4. I want to hit on really fast here two teams on the outside looking into why they're not in the top four, despite the fact that in the AP poll, they are in the top four. Florida State. They, to me, are fifth. They are number five in my rankings, and they should be number five on the committee's rankings. 
because they haven't looked convincing. This is a team that undefeated, yes, but had to sneak by Boston College, not very good. Had to got lucky that Riley Leonard got hurt when they played Duke last week, and that kind of catalyzed their comeback. But in the second half, Riley Leonard is playing, and Florida State is losing at home. And they snuck by Clemson, who's not very good in overtime. Their win against LSU does not look as good now as it did in the past. And so if you're Florida State, having multiple close calls, not being as balanced as they should be on offense, where it really is just their top-heavy in terms of being able to pass the ball, Jordan Travis has been very good this year. He's been tremendous this year. But I have questions about their defense. I have concerns about their ability to run the ball. They are very one-dimensional. So that, on top of not a great win on their resume, along with the fact that you've snuck by more teams than you should have and had a few you know, few close calls more than you should, that to me is why Florida State right now, in my first rankings, on the outside looking in. And then sixth, you know, because they always do the, the, the top two teams, right? The, the first two on the outside looking in. Sixth is Georgia. Let me ask you this. What has Georgia done to deserve a top four spot? And let me specify it and, and ask you even a more narrow question. What has Georgia done this season to earn a top four spot? I don't care about last year. Two years ago, it doesn't matter. Different players. This is a year-by-year rankings. The college football playoff committee should not care what you did last year. It's irrelevant. This is about this year, what you have done. And what Georgia has done this year is a whole lot of nothing. Undefeated, sure. Have they played anyone? No. Have they done what Michigan has done at least and blow everyone out that they played? No. Close call against South Carolina. Close call against Auburn. Now, by the way, Brock Bowers is out. I think they're going to beat Florida. I do. It's going to be a close game. That spread is 14 and a half. I do not like Georgia covering the 14 and a half. This is going to be a close, close game. And I am very interested to see how this offense looks without their best weapon on offense and one of the best players in college football, period, in Brock Bowers. So they have their work cut out for them. But Georgia has not beaten anyone or looked convincing in their wins. So you add those two up. How can I sit here and tell you that Georgia's a top four team? I can't. They're not. That's why for me, they are sixth right now in these rankings. So the college football playoff rankings, at least according to me, Ohio State one, Washington two, Oklahoma three, Michigan number four. Lee is calling from Ohio. What's up, buddy? How are we doing, Lee? I'm doing great, Ryan. I've never, ever, or going to guess what you said, but you are so wrong about Georgia. And in every way, shape, form, and fashion. And here's why. They should be number one. Why should they be number one? Because, not because they are the defending national champions, because they play in the Southeastern Conference. The Southeastern Conference destroys everybody else when it comes to when they play in the college football playoffs. That's why they've won all the national championships. Lee, who have they recently. played so far that's any good? And like, that, take away no, the SEC haven't. bias, no, who no, they played. No, 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 you're absolutely correct. They haven't played anybody. They are going to play people. And the fact they play in the Southeastern Conference make, means that and that they play Southeastern Conference um, opponents. The Southeastern Conference is by far the most difficult conference to play in. Why the hell do you think the NFL takes over – over 50% or close to 50% of their picks they have 
coming every year are out of the Southeastern Conference because that's where the football players are. That's where. But the, the problem is, that's, that's not the case this year. The SEC is not the best conference in college football this year. Well, not because not rankings right now. You're absolutely right. The Pac-12 is, but guess what? When it's all said and done, in my opinion, and granted, this is my opinion, and you know what they say about opinions, <laughs> we are. St- they're still going to be the best. Overall, they're going to override everyone else because it's the SEC. Um, the, the, the conference is too strong. They have too many strong teams. They have too many good players. They have more good players, okay, and the NFL, once again, will prove that after this year of who they draft. Why do you think the NFL drafts so many out of the SEC? I hear you. So I got to run because at the end, I apologize, cutting you off, preacher the call, buddy. Be well, man. The thing is, like, to me, at least this year, the draft and who goes out of the SEC versus how the teams actually play right now, I don't see a correlation. This year, the SEC is not very deep and not very good. Alabama's taking a step back. LSU has no defense whatsoever. Georgia's played no one. South, Carol- South Carolina's not good. Vanderbilt is not good. Auburn is not good. They've not played anybody. And so they've not beaten anybody. I can't sit here and say they're number one if they've not beaten anyone and or been convincing each week they've played. Buccaneers got a goal line stand, 3-0, Bills over the box. Second quarter just started. When we return, is Brock Purdy in danger of losing his starting job? I'll tell you what the answer is yes. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.